Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Creation Care Podcast. This is C.T. Anderson. It's Saturday. Happy Saturday, and welcome to this episode. Today, we're going to talk about a little bit about my story and why I chose to launch this podcast. I shared a little bit about what creation care means. And um, initially, I launched this podcast to share my journey to have a positive environmental and social impact on the planet focused on sustainable fashion. And it's only been a week since my first episode, um, but the news and conversations with others have led me to kind of just expand that remit a bit and talk about leading with love and how people can have a positive environmental social impact through that. Um, Again, this is one woman's foray into sharing and being vulnerable um, because I really do think that we need more of that in the world. Um, So here we go. Welcome to episode two. The initial goal of Creation Care Podcasts like I shared before, is to share and expose my journey towards positive environmental and social impact. And through this sharing, I hope to provide simple tips and lead by example for the average person, no matter where you are in the world, to do the same. Um, As I shared in my intro, it's only been one week since I launched this podcast. This is my second episode. And it has occurred to me that this mission is bigger than me. It's bigger than just my journey. Um, It's about leading with love. Leading with love is authentic to me and it's authentic to who I am. You know, love, true unconditional love, which has brought brought me back to my center and balance when life has thrown me curveballs. Interesting enough, the Super Bowl was on this past Sunday and there was actually an episode that talked about the different types of love. I thought that was pretty cool. There were also several episodes that talked about the environment and electric vehicles and things of that nature. There was even a, a, an alcoholic beverage, a beer article that talked about sustainable farming. Um, so this topic of having a positive impact on who you are, um, a positive impact on the people around you and your community is very, is very timely. And it's a part of who I am and have been my entire life. And so I'm excited to, to, to participate in the, the public forum, in a public way, this conversation about how we can, we can really just have a positive impact, I guess is a better way of saying it. So back to what I was saying, leading with love, when life throws you curveballs, um, it has helped me when my life has thrown me curveballs. And, you know, initially I started this podcast to talk about um, fashion, which is an interest of mine. But for those of that of you that aren't into fashion, you're in luck because I'm also really into sports, um, and we can talk about that. Um, so many of my references and analogies may use fashion and sports references, um, but the general theme is the same. And and I, I look forward to hearing the stories of, um, you know, the the human on the street, man, woman on the street, person on the street, um, and others can share their journey because there's so many people that are doing good things that don't share that for fear of bragging or, you know, I'm not sure why. Uh, Maybe they don't want to be vulnerable, but this is one way. This is one forum. So I welcome you to to share your stories with me. Um, You can email me at letsconnect 
at creationcareworldwide.com. You can find me at CT Creation Care on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, but back to the point. If we all followed the simple premise of leading with love, I think we would be closer to alleviating many of societal ills. Again, I'm a devout Christian and a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ, according to what I've been taught and what I've read about his life. The reason I share this is not to exclude those of you that are followers of the prophet Muhammad or Buddha or other religious and spiritual teachings. I actually share because I think when we authentically share, we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, then we reach common ground. So if the goal of the creation care movement is to have a positive impact on all the people, the animal, the plants, etc., everything on the planet, then no topic, including religious, spiritual beliefs, is taboo. Um, everybody's not the same. We all come from different experiences, but our shared experience of caring for ourselves, our family, and our communities, that's consistent. I've been very blessed to have traveled to over 40 countries around the world. And what I learned, there are several lessons that I've learned, but one that's relevant to this discussion is that we all want the same thing. We all want to leave a positive impact for those around us and take care of ourselves and our our loved ones um, in our close circle. And so um, I'll just... um, I'll close this segment with reading something from the King James Version of the Holy Bible, Psalm 24. And it's one of the um, the scriptures, the passages, actually Psalm 24, 1. It comes up a lot if you Google, you know, green Christians or what the Bible says about the environment. And so, I, I, again, I'm talking about environmental and social impact. Um, but as I've shared, I've worked in the environmental space for it's funny. I might, let me just say this quickly on the last podcast. I said, uh, over 15 years and actually I was looking at it and I have 19 years of post-college experience and I've been working in environmental social, social causes that entire time. So I'm a little older than I gave myself credit for. So it's almost 20 years of experience in this space. And so, um, anyway, again, it's bigger than me. Let me just share this, this read Psalm 24. Um, and we can continue on with the episode. Um, So here we go. The King James Version of the Bible, Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart he who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. I'll stop there, um, one, because it's a long passage, but two, it, I think the point is made. Um, I almost laughed at the part about vanity and deceit. Um, because, you know, fashion could be said or something could, could be considered, uh, a vanity play or something that, um, is, uh, for those who are vain, 
Um, and I, I don't argue or debate with that. And I talked a lot about in my last episode about wanting to look cute. Um, and that's true. And perhaps, you know, everything in moderation, let's just say that perhaps there are times when I can, you know, turn down the vanity a little bit. Um, but if I'm being honest, that vanity has propelled me to take care of my body and take care of myself. So whenever I find myself getting off track, if I'm not sleeping enough, if I'm not um, taking care of myself, um, I have uh, very sensitive skin. So if not washing my face with my, my, the things that I need to do, if I'm not uh, eating the right foods, I have a lot of aller- food allergies and sensitivities. Like if I don't do that, then I don't look cute. Then I don't feel good both physically and when I look in the mirror. And that's very important. So today I'm sharing my why, why I have taken the time to contribute my voice to the creation care movement, why I have dedicated my time outside of my, my day job to start a nonprofit focused on, um, providing jobs for people in the circular economy, why I have created this podcast and this, uh, this, this organization, the creation care movement, um, again, outside of my quote unquote nine to five. So basically I have now two part-time jobs. Um, but this is who I am. This is authentic to me. Um, recently I asked the board of directors of my, um, nonprofit organization, Spring Clean to share one lesson that they have learned that they would share a lesson they've learned throughout life that they would share with their six-year-old self. Um, and it was really interesting what a lot of people shared. And what I did is I showed a picture of my six-year-old self, um, to kind of spark it and shared my journey. Um, so I'd like to share that with you guys as well. So, you know, when I talk about my journey and what I've learned, the lesson that I would share with my six-year-old self is uh, radical honesty. The funny thing is that I wouldn't have to share that with my six-year-old self because my six-year-old self was pretty radically honest. Um, I think most children are, um, and research has shown that, and there, there are folks with PhDs that have shared that as well, and I can, I can talk about that a little bit later. Um, but my story is funny because... Um, I, at six years old, um, I was graduating kindergarten, I guess May or June, this would have been in Illinois, Kankakee, Illinois, to be exact. And, uh, I was the, oh no, by that time we were in Chicago, I think. Anyhow, I was the, uh, the speaker for my kindergarten graduation. And, you know, that the, if there was a, such a thing as a valedictorian for kindergarten, which there wasn't back then, I'm sure there is now. Um, that's what I, it was. I was the, the, the student speaker. I got to, to share a speech. Um, and so I was so excited. I was precocious, et cetera, et cetera. But afterwards, my family had, you know, a gathering. I come from a big family. I'm the eldest of five. And we were all born within seven years of each other. So we're really close. And, you know, both my parents have um, siblings that have big families as well. Anyway, back to the point. So I, um, 
I was all dolled up. I had, I'll show a picture actually when I post this episode, had my big hair, had, you know, the nice clothes that I like, you know, I started young and I shared with my mom, she was like, you know, how do you feel? Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? I did a great job. I I assume. Um, I said, you know, this is good. I like it. Um, I'm done now though. I don't, I don't have to go to school anymore. And the story goes that I shared with her, you know, I, I already know how to write. I already know how to read. I know how to do math. Um, and I just gave the speech, this great speech. So I'm done. I don't need to go to first grade. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because you see these things now where everything I need to know, I learned in kindergarten. It's, 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 a, it's very true in terms of surviving in the world. But it's very interesting that I, you know, I shared that out loud with my mother <laughs> at a time when she had four other children to worry about at a time when I didn't know anything, really. But I did know everything, the important things. And so back to the point, I, the lesson that I, when I asked my sprinkling board of directors, if they could share one lesson that they learned in life and they would go back to their six-year-old self, I would go back to my six-year-old self and say, maintain that radical honesty, keep that going. Um, because now nearly 40 years later, I realized the, the, the times in my life where I wasn't radically honest, the times when I've gotten off balance, the times when I've been at my lowest, um, is because I, I didn't practice radical honesty with myself and with others. Um, and it's hard, it's painful, it's not easy. Um, I got that phrase from a book that I read. I think I read this book in college. I'm not sure now, but I read this book a while ago and it was written by a guy named Brad Blanton, who he's a psychotherapist with a PhD and he refers to himself as white trash with a PhD. And you know, how honest is that? He's, he's acknowledging that he comes from an area that, um, of the country or area where a a socioeconomic background that is not uh, looked upon highly. He comes from humble beginnings. And yet here he is now with his PhD and he hasn't put on airs. He's saying, you know, I come from this, but radical honesty is what's been gotten me successful. um, Gotten me to share success. If if I will. Um, There's an article. um, I, when I, when I, when I, when I Googled Brad Blanton, cause I wanted to just make sure I had the name right. Um, I found an article, um, written in 2018 on HuffPost and there was a quote that he said that I thought was really cool. Um, he says that we, we should be like children, which is one thing that's very important. And that goes back to my point of, you know, what's the one thing you would share with your six year old self. Um, and so I think we all should think about that. You know, today, if you're an adult, if you're like me, Gen X, uh, boomer, millennial, whatever generation you are, if you're over, you know, 25 years of age, then you probably have, you you have lived as an adult. You are living independently for most people. And so just think about what's that one lesson that you would share with your six-year-old self. And maybe that will guide you back to your center as that has me. Um, but back to Dr. Blanton, he says, and he's talking about couples here, but I think it's relevant for those who aren't coupled up as well. He says, what couples need to do is be more like children in communicating and loving. Children are good at loving, he said. Adults are not all in all that good at loving them back and mold their kids into being good civil liars 
through careful schooling and judgmental oppression. Civil liars through careful schooling and judgmental oppression. So we're taught, it's not anything that's wrong with us. We're taught to not be radically honest. It's not polite to talk about how you really feel. If someone asks, how's, how's your day going? You just say, fine. Because, you know, no one wants to hear that. If you, you know, if something is bothering you in civil society, whether it's at, at work or at school or whatever public forum, oftentimes we don't really share. Um, someone asks you a question, you're more likely to frame it in a positive way um, without really sharing the, the, the true meaning. Um, imagine, the article also talks about, and I'm paraphrasing here, Imagine how different our life would be if we were radically honest, not in a mean way, but honest, um, in weeding people out who aren't a part of our, our journey. You know, you know, oftentimes I'm guilty of this. So I'm sharing this from my journey is that, yes, we're all human. We're all connected, but everybody doesn't have to be a part of your circle, doesn't have to be a part of your journey. And so if you're just radically honest about the things that you want the things that you think about, then people can choose with good information on whether they want to be a part of that. Um, so here's my radical honesty. Um, I have gone through some things. It's now 2020. Um, 2016 was, you know, it's hard to say this, but it, it was, a very, very low point for me. I used to say it's the worst year of my life, but I'm not sure if that's true. But on the whole, it probably, as I look back so far, in terms of how many things happened that knocked me off center, it was definitely up there. Um, it was also the year, ironically enough, that I earned the most money that I've ever made to date. Um, and so it was very... And I didn't realize that until I sat down with my accountant uh, early the next year and we were talking, we were walking through everything and I was like, yeah, 2016 was rough. And he just laughed. He's like, you realize that this is the biggest tax return you've ever done in terms of not tax return in terms of return, but just uh, in terms of your filing, like this is the most money you've ever had to file for in terms of the things that you've earned. And I just kind of laughed because that didn't mean anything did it mean anything when I, in comparison to what I had just gone through? Um, so yeah, um, I can go deeper on that, but 2016, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I will. Um, at the time my marriage was struggling, um, due to me not being honest with myself and with my mate. Um, my children, teenagers at the time were experiencing growing pains that I didn't think I could help with, or at least at the time, that's what I thought. They, they probably picked on, up on the fact that I wasn't being authentic and honest. And so in addition to traditional teenage angst, they didn't have me as the anchor to go back to and, 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 and provide them support because I was just so not being true to myself. Um, at the, toward the end of the year, I lost my dream job, quote unquote, where I was leading um, sustainability uh, for uh, a major department store chain. Um, and that was also the, the last year up until this year where I stopped long distance running. Um, I've run 
long distance since high school. I used to run college track. Um, but that's not the point. Um, running is a, is a version of self-care for me. And that's the year that I stopped running. Um, and it, it helps clear my head. It's a physical challenge. It provides me workout and exercise and, you know, back to the vanity. I look better in my clothes. Like I look good when I run, like now granted these days, you know, 40 plus it's a different good from when I was in my teens and twenties, but I still, it, it keeps me in a place where I feel good when I look in the mirror. So for me, that's a win, win, win. And 2016 was the year that I stopped doing that. And so usually when you go through valleys in your life, um, once you get through them, you're able to look back with hindsight and say, okay, what got me there? Was there anything that I could have done? You're not going to be able to not experience valleys. That's just life. We all have things where we go up and down. But what was my contribution to that? How did, how did I stay so long in that? And I come back to radical honesty. For me, I wasn't being honest with myself. And as a result, when you're not honest with yourself, you can't be honest with others. Um, and so that's the lesson I would share. And that's how, why I lead with love. And so I hope that anyone who's listening to this, share this with at least one person that you think can, can, can benefit from this message. And, and also, you know, just take time. If you're willing, I'm going to post this on my Instagram and my Facebook feed, share in the comments, you know, your radical honesty or your, whatever your version is, um, maybe I'll add this as a segment to my podcast. When I talk to the, my, my board, um, members, I called it a flop to the top. So what lesson have you learned? You know, a flop that's, that, that's impacted your journey to the top, to where you are today. Um, and again, it's a journey, but I think that if, if people could share again, I'm going to post this at CT creation care, um, in the comments, if you can share, you know, what's your flop to the top, for me, mine is radical honesty. Be honest, honest with yourself, authentic with yourself and with others at all times, as best you can. Um, when I say as best you can, I mean, don't be mean, don't be cruel, um, because that's not, that's not what this is about. Um, but if, if, if people could share that, I would love to hear that. And I would love to share stories anonymously, or if you're willing to, 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 um, to share your identity of other people that have, um, how their flop to the top has helped them in their journey. So the 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 moral of the story, the punchline, the the summary of this episode is that the creation care movement is about leading with love. The creation care movement is about having a positive um, environmental and social impact um, on the planet, and Myself, uh, for me, I'm doing that through radical honesty in a safe place. And I, I want to create a safe place for others as well. And so earlier I talked about I wasn't being honest with myself and others. And one of the things that I, I had to accept as a devout Christian is that I, um, I was in a, a same-sex partnership and the love of my life happens to be a woman. And that fact just totally, I don't want to say messed me up, but it, 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 it took me a while to accept that as true 
um, and not that relationship that my marriage, not as an aberration. Um, it's who I am. And, and I, like I said, she is the love of my life. And as a, as a matter of fact, today happens to be her birthday. So happy birthday, my honey. Um, but not being honest with myself and allowing things that I've been taught or societal rules or how people responded to, to us and to me uh, was the, the beginning of my demise. And I've come out of that, thank goodness. But that was a very dark place. And if you saw me out and about, you wouldn't have known that because I held that in for so long. Um, and so this is me being honest and authentic and sharing so that someone else doesn't have to go through that. Your, 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 um, your issue may not be the same as mine, but uh, to the extent that you can, at the very least, be honest with yourself um, and at the most, be honest with everyone else that you come across with, I think that would lead us toward having a positive impact on, on everyone that we meet. And so another thing that uh, put me back on track is to start writing poetry. Um, I joined the, a poetry group at uh, the Charlotte Mecklenburg Public Library, which is here where I live in Charlotte. And um, I met so many people in that group. I met folks that were homeless and they, their writing was just so beautiful. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but there's a poem that I wrote last April during National Poetry Month, and I'd like to close the episode with that. Um, it's called You Are Amazing, and it, it actually was a love poem to my love, um, because uh, at that time I, I, I couldn't reach her, and so I, I wrote this poem. Um, as a matter of fact, actually she ended up coming in and, and hearing me uh, perform it or, or share it, um, but this was before before that point, and so here it is. It was a love poem initially to her, the love of my life, and then I turned it on to myself, so it's a self-love, and now I'm sharing it with the world so you can share it with others. It's called Consider How Amazing. Again, I'll share the link in the show notes. Consider how amazing you truly are. Consider how beautiful you are. Consider the world without your smile. I don't. I can't. I won't. You are amazing. Consider the lilies, how they grow, grow, grow. Damn, you got me quoting scripture. For real, you are amazing. Your eyes, your smile, your face, your frown, your speech, your tone, your scent. I love the sound of your voice on my phone. Consider how amazing you truly are. Consider how beautiful you are. Consider the world without your smile. I don't. I can't. I won't. You are amazing. I dedicate this poem on Saturday, February 8th, 2020 to Dante Anderson. Happy birthday, my honey. Thank you so much to you all for listening. Um, thank you for joining the Creation Care Movement. I ask two things. Follow CT Creation Care. Send me an email and let's connect at creationcareworldwide.com. 
Let me know what your flop to the top is. What's that lesson? How are you contributing to the planet? And we'll keep going. Here we go. Episode two wrapped up. Thanks again. Thank you.